Well, good morning, y'all. Um, we are in the middle of a series entitled Reboot, where uh, we've been taking an honest look at how the pandemic has affected us and how we need to now kind of pull it together, right, and reboot our lives, our church, our focus, so that we can restore the spiritual vitality that was once in our lives that we can hope to have back again or for the first time. And so today we're going to talk about what it looks like to reboot our faith, which is um, not a small task because I'm guessing there are a lot of us who have been struggling throughout this whole time and we now find ourselves in the midst of a full-blown faith crisis. So much has happened during this pandemic that I think a lot of us can't help but feel exhausted and depleted spiritually. And so today we're going to talk about how it is that we get back up on our feet, we dust ourselves off, and we continue on forward down the narrow dirt path with a faith that is hopefully stronger and a more meaningful part of our lives. All right, so, you know, I feel like we really have gone through kind of a really difficult time over the last 18 months, and some of us have gone through a lot more than others. I mean, a lot of us have lost people that were close to us. A lot of us have lost jobs, have had financial hardships. And then there's still others of us who have kind of just, like, swept the whole thing under the rug, and we may not even know how we've been affected by this last thing, but I think that you know, we have all experienced things that we have never experienced before and, quite frankly, never want to experience again, if you know what I'm saying. And, I mean, I think that all of us, you know, communally have endured a crisis that sort of sent our lives into a, a tailspin where... So many of us got hit so hard and so deep. Honestly, there were times when I didn't even know if we were going to be able to even pull out of this thing. And it feels like that for a lot of us, our spirituality has been beaten up so badly that our faith has become worn and tattered and tired to the point that many of us are going through what I would describe as a faith crisis. And You may think right now that that's not a big deal, but I can tell you this, there will come a time when it's a really big deal, because there are moments in all of our lives when we have to rely on that faith to get through. And so what I'm asking of all of us this morning is just to take an honest look about where you believe your faith is at. What Whatever it is you believe or not believe or whatever, but just take an honest look at the condition that your faith is in right now. The, the Apostle Paul was writing to the church of Corinth, and they were also going through some hard times. And so the Paul, Paul wrote these words that I think were trying to be an encouragement to the church. And he says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed every day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so, and so we fix our eyes on not what is seen, 
but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Therefore, we do not lose heart. I love that line. And I think that Paul is using it as a way to try to inspire those of us who are going through tough times. And it's almost like a warning, like don't let yourself, don't let yourself become empty. Don't lose hope. I mean, you ever feel like that where you just get so dry and dead and, and tired and depleted that nothing seems to matter because it's almost like you're on the verge of just giving up. And a lot of times, through those moments, we become cynical or we become apathetic. But whatever it is, over time, we slowly lose heart. The one thing that I continue to learn when I move through times like these, and it never ceases to amaze me for some reason, is that the Christian life is never clean or easy. And I would go as far as to say that, at least in my experience, it is downright messy and most of the time difficult. And I'm pretty sure that's why Jesus says, small is the gate and narrow the path that leads to him and only a few find it. Because he never promises that following him would ever be easy. In fact, the scripture talks way more about the pain and temptation and hardships and suffering and loss than for those who follow Jesus than it ever does about attempting to paint some pie-in-the-sky picture of the Christian life as one as we're all just kind of floating along, enjoying life, and everything is all good all the time. And yet, so many of us have that expectation that the Christian life should be one that's always good and nice, and everyone's always smiling and happy. And it's just not. Because the reality is, life is hard. And there's a lot of us who lose our way. And there's a lot of us who lose heart. However, it is not insurmountable. It is not unachievable to have a life filled with the kind of deep, sustaining joy that Jesus does promise for those who follow him. It's different than the temporary happiness. It's deeper and it's more sustaining, but it does require a different perspective. And so he goes on in verse 16, he says, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So he goes on and says, even though we're getting older, even though we're wasting away and it feels like our bodies are falling apart, and I can tell you at 54, I feel every bit of that. Even though outwardly it may seem like everything is collapsing all around us, inwardly, there's something else going on. There's something going on that we can't quite describe. Inwardly, there is this renewal that is occurring that is making us stronger, and it gives us the strength that we need to make it through the tough times. In spite of the difficulty we 
may be going through at any given time, there can still be this spiritual growth that's going on inside us that gives us the strength that we need to survive it. But again, the problem is that people have different expectations of what the Christian life is like because many people believe that it's kind of like this, you know, this, this curve that automatically goes up, right? That, that, our, that the older that we get, that our spirituality, our spiritual maturity, our spiritual wisdom should always be constantly growing and going up. But it's just not the case. I mean, if I'm honest with you, I can tell you that I struggle just as much today with my spirituality as I did 20 years ago. And it's frustrating, but it's true. It'd be nice if it were black and white like that. But the Christian life is not that predictable because it is not just full of the ups. There are plenty of downs. And there are times when we feel like we are so close to heaven that we could just reach out and touch the face of God. And then there are times when we are just tired and spent like we are trudging through the desert. Just when we think that we have this Christianity thing figured out, something comes out of left field and just whacks us puts us on our butt, and we're sitting there going, I can't even believe this is happening. I'm going through yet another faith crisis. I thought I was past all that. We're never past all that. We're never too old for it. We're never too wise for it. We're never too mature for it. There's no such thing as a super Christian. We are all susceptible to losing our faith, to our faith running thin, to becoming worn and tattered, and in need of a reboot. When uh, Paul is talking about us being renewed day by day, he's talking about a spiritual growth where we're not putting some fake smile on and looking happy on the outside. He's talking about this spiritual growth that brings about a renewal that is like deep inside of our souls that gives us the strength to make it through the cruelty of this world with a sense of joy that you can't quite put your finger on. So then he goes on and he tells us how this happens. In verse 17, he says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, I take issue with this phrase, light and momentary, because like when you're in the, the junk, it doesn't feel like that light and momentary stuff, right? It feels like big and heavy and dark and forever. And I think that Paul is really just trying to change our perspective a bit, because first he's saying, no matter how bad it may seem, you're going to get through it. This too shall pass. It doesn't minimize it. It doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't take away the hardship of what we have to work through, but we will get through it. It's temporary. He challenges our perspective here, and he says that we have to get a bigger vision in order to be able to rise above whatever it is that we're dealing with, to understand that there really is something more to this life that goes beyond the realms and the limitations of this world. 
And so going through times like these can either tear us apart to the point that we lose hope and we give up on God and friends and we push people away and, and, and we really lose heart. Or it can actually create a faith in us that is more resilient than we've ever experienced before, having gone through the tough times, and we come out the other side stronger and better. An example of this for me personally was um, I hit, when COVID hit, I went through some really tough times like day one. As many of you know, I'm uh, just a volunteer here, and in my paying job, I'm a real estate developer. And just before the pandemic hit, I was putting together one of the biggest development projects of my career. It included several residential high-rises in the Fulton Market of of, uh, District of Chicago. And I had spent all of 2019 putting the deal together, negotiating the land, creating the design, going through all the city approvals, raising all of the money that it takes to get the job done. And I finally had the project fully approved and ready to go. I was uh, working with a group out of New York Um, who were providing most of the financing, and I was down to the very last hurdle. I'd gone through all the approvals, and it was down to this one thing where they were going to take my project into for final committee approval for what they described as just a formality because, Darren, this was a done deal. Well, that approval was scheduled for Friday the 13th, March 13th, 2020, And you may remember that that was the day that the whole pandemic hit and the world fell apart. And it was crazy. And I I remember saying, like, in the beginning, like, ha-ha, it's scheduled for Friday the 13th. We should, like, change the date of the approval or whatever. But it was no joke. Like, it was a real Friday the 13th kind of experience. And it felt like my world fell apart in that moment. And I'll, I'll never forget it. And it was no surprise when... They called me later that day, and they say, Darren, we're, we're really sorry, but with everything that's going on, everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, there's no way that we can go forward with the project at this time. And believe me, I got it. I understood it. But man, it was like a punch to the gut for me, and I was, I was winded. I had spent the last 15 months working my rear end off to put this whole thing together, and now I was facing not only losing the project, but also losing all of the personal capital that I had invested in it as well. And so I was faced in that moment with a choice. I could either retreat into the corner and understand that I was unfairly victimized by some random pandemic and become bitter and accept my losses as I go into social distancing. Or I could take a minute, I could catch my breath and begin to try to look at it from a completely different perspective, to try to see that deal in a whole new light, to re-envision it and try to find a path through it. And ironically, in order to go forward to try to create an alternative path, it would actually going to require even more personal capital, more investment for me that would become even a greater risk than already it was. And it was pretty scary because I was already in deep. But after some serious thought and 
and prayer, I made a decision that I was going to move forward. Now, I'm a pretty confident guy when it comes to these kind of things. This is kind of my world that I live in, so um, this is like normal for me, but I have to tell you that in this moment, I was scared to death. It, It would require me to completely disrupt the way that I normally structure deals that I feel comfortable and think outside the box because all of the financial markets were completely shut down at the time. It would require me to take a huge financial risk. It would require me to work outside of my comfort zone. And you may remember that at this time we were all confined to our homes, so I couldn't go out there and fly to New York and try to find another fund or try to find other sources. I had to do this. I had to raise the money virtually. And at this point, I hadn't Zoomed a day in my life. But once I made the decision, there was no turning back. I was all in. And after months of gutting it out and long days and sleepless nights, I finally persevered and got it done. And I have to say that it is turning out to be probably one of the best decisions that I've made in my career. Here's a picture of the building as it sits today in Fulton Market. It's not done, but it's getting there. And for me, that's a reminder that I can do hard things. I say all of that because I think we're all faced with moments like these, what I would call defining moments that test our faith. And believe me, the business stuff is way less important than all of the stuff that has real meaning in life where we go through personal life crises that we all face. But whatever it is for us, we all come to a crossroads. And we have to make tough choices. We have to make decisions. We can't just ignore it. It's there. Are we going to turn around? and run from it because it's too scary to even think about? Or can we rise above it? Can we disrupt our normal view of the way that we see life and make this radical decision to do things differently and to navigate our way through it? It's scary because we know that if we decide to move forward, we will be forced to take risks. We'll be forced to make personal investments and move outside of our comfort zone. By the way, that is a description of faith in a nutshell. Or as the Apostle Paul puts it in verse 18, he says, to fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Can we see beyond the superficiality and the limitations of this world and understand that there is more to this life? And he's basically saying you can have one of two perspectives. You can keep your eyes so fixed in on the junk of this world that that we can't see beyond it. We can't get a vision for it. All we can see is this tunnel vision thing where we're just, what we see is right there in front of us and that's the safe bet, right? Or we can embrace the unseen, which is super scary. I get it. Because it disrupts our normal way of life, and it, but it allows for us to have 
this bigger vision and really understand that there are bigger possibilities for our life than we would otherwise think by just kind of going mindlessly through the daily grind. And it is only then that our faith becomes strong so that we can live brilliantly and brightly the way that God created us to live. Someone once described faith as when you're lying there flat on your back in the valley of darkness and you're trying to catch your breath. And you look up and way up at the top, you can catch a little glimpse of God up there on the peak. And you know there's no way you're going to make it to that spot. But when we call out to God in faith, instead of us having to make it to God, God comes to us. Comes into the darkness with us. And he holds us. And he revives our soul in a way that we can't describe. And he gives us the strength that we need to get back up on our feet and finish the journey. And these dark times that I'm describing, these are very much part of the Christian life. You may not always feel the presence of God during these times. You may not feel very Christian-like during these times, but they are real. And these are the defining moments where we have to make tough decisions and know that we can do hard things and get through. Can we find the strength to disrupt my view of the world and fix our eyes on what is unseen and believe? There really is something more. Therefore, We do not lose heart.